0: Cutting room combos may not be suitable for younger listeners. In addition to a language advisory, this podcast contains themes that may be sensitive or triggering to some of our audience. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Jenny, Uh, can you believe we saw the new Megan movie? Yes. Yes. It's insane, right? Ew!
0: No, I hated that. Oh, heebie Oh my god, I'm just gonna hit stop record. I'm gonna go con- contain my, contain myself. What the fuck is it? <laughs> Recompose myself. Compose myself. Geez, no, I can't even vocabulary. Look, you broke me. I'm fucking malfunctioning.
1: Don't worry, we won't throw you away.
0: Uh, um. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Welcome to Cutting Room Condos, everybody. That? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I'm Yasmin, and I think we're
0: starting the new year off right. I'm Jenny, and I still can't get over that. I hated that so much. I had I'm no so idea sorry. where you were going, too. Like, that was so good. What neither, the fuck? Neither did I. Neither did
1: you. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, in case you didn't realize, we are going to be talking about the movie Megan that uh, came out of this year, 2023, directed by, I forgot his name, something John Stone. I don't know. I told it
0: to you so you would write it down and... I forgot to write it down. (laughs) I mean, well, I guess it doesn't matter. So, just a heads up, this obviously, obviously will contain spoilers. Yes. Who are we if we're not the spoiler queens? (laughs) I like that. Um,
1: So, Megan is this movie where a toy inventor named Gemma makes a smart doll, you can guess who that is, uh, for her orphaned niece. And, uh, over time, we can tell that it all goes wrong. Gerard, Gerard Johnstone. Gerard Johnstone, Mr. Johnstone, I am sorry.
0: Um, so... For what? <laughs> for not... For being named Gerard, probably. Oh, God. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, there's lots of good Gerards in this... Gerard
1: way? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Continue. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah, uh, Megan, she, um, is this doll who, uh, kind of goes overboard on her object objectives in protecting this girl named Katie, and uh, she goes a little haywire, uh, killing some people along the way. Um, so before we get down to like all the effects and stuff like that, I'm going to get down to the summary, and Jenny, I'm going to need your help with that in case I forget anything. But. So <laughs> i wrote down a summary that's like two sentences that 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 is okay that's probably better than me um so the movie has uh starts out with katie or actually no they it starts out with a commercial oddly enough for this creepy furby like toy i know it's
0: not a furby it's called something perpetual else. perpetual pet perpetual pet
1: good it's lord it's like
0: oh shit your dog died R- god this thing won't die <laughs> and like having a furby we fucking know it won't die absolutely and it's got the hair of a troll
1: it's got the teeth of a demon it's got everything that you need in this toy um so yeah after this commercial shows then we i guess sort of transition into the toy that katie has who we get introduced to she's in the car with her parents uh driving out to this like ski slope or something for a little trip and the parents are arguing once in, uh, here and there, and uh, Katie's just minding her own business, feeding her pet through her iPad, because apparently that's how it works for you to play with that toy. Um, and then eventually the car comes to a stop, parents are arguing even more, and then they get hit by a snow
0: plow. Snow truck plow? hmm. <laughs> so I summarize that as Katie, ski trip, introduce aunt's responsive toy, parents are dead. <laughs> Their parents are dead. Um, That's exactly <laughs> what I was channeling when I wrote "Parents are dead." <laughs> oh God. Lives with ants. Career woman. Oh, very much
1: a career woman. She is invested. She was one of the makers of that perpetual pet toy, um, and so they kind of get settled, and they kind of have that awkward like, "Oh hey, yeah, you go ahead and get settled," and. You know, we're not going to just emotionally talk about the loss of our family member. Um, not until uh, things get worse. But hey, I mean, that's kind of a trope, right? Um, so yeah, then we get introduced to the, uh, uh, the therapist that arrives. She obviously sees that there's some disconnection. Uh, we show more of Gemma at, in her work. And uh, she's able to use that to be able to connect with Katie more. Um, by showing her the her first robot that she made, named Bruce, um, and then um, uh, that's when Gemma got the idea about, uh, uh, well, about improving on Megan, because we forget, well, I forgot that uh, Gemma was working on this project, Megan, behind the boss's back,
0: kind of, and... Oh, using the company's money, so definitely behind the boss's back. Ah, uh, yeah.
1: So when the boss like found out he was watching and it kind of went wrong because they forgot to put something in the doll or whatever. Um, so she stopped for a while until she was talking with Katie. And then we begin this whole montage of Gemma and her coworkers, you know, getting back to work on this project. And we see the mm-hmm. completed version of
0: Megan. Um, and part of that, part of the reasoning that Gemma wanted to continue making Megan was because she obviously like Megan says later on, wasn't equipped to be a parent. Yeah, She just didn't know how to handle Katie's uh, trauma and depression, Mm. I guess. Yeah. She didn't know how to handle a child in general, which is so ironic because she works with toys that go to children.
1: Right? That's what I was thinking. Um, Also, the fact that she didn't really process the loss of her own
0: sister. I kind of wish you could have seen that, but... She didn't have to. She wasn't close with her.
1: Oh, they made a point true. of that
0: when the therapist was like how close were you with your sister anyway Like,
1: mm, that really sucks um so anyway um so uh, megan is complete um and then we go to the uh what, what was it like the little um display i guess in in the workplace where the boss comes in and he sees the interactions between katie and megan and you know they hit it off great um, so he's amazed. He wants to promote this thing and they get set to work. I lost my train of thought after that. Um, what, what happened after that? I can't remember. I don't know. Are we going to talk about the neighbor? Oh, right. The neighbor got introduced at some point and her dog, Dewey, um, who's uh, not exactly held on a leash. So <laughs> that, that poses a bit of a problem later on. Um, didn't like the neighbor. But. Uh... <laughs> Um, what happened after that? I can't. I don't remember. know. You went
0: in a lot more detail than I did. Uh yeah. Um so the neighbor's a bitch. <laughs> she was pretty Which annoyed. we didn't even introduce her in, in the chronological order correctly. Yeah. Regardless, then the neighbor has this dog that always goes onto the property.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um the dog ends up attacking well, attacking Megan. I guess. Yeah. And in trying to save Megan, Katie sticks her hand through the fence. Mm. Gets it bitten. Mm. Let's out the most blood curdling scream. Oh my god, that was painful to watch. <laughs> um, whatever. Point is, this is where we first see that Megan's objective of protecting Katie is, um, taking a little literally. Yeah. A lot literally. She <laughs> kills the dog. Rest in peace, Sadie. Mhm. And rest in peace, Dewey. Mhm. That means two things.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> to you. <laughs> oh God. Um. So yeah uh so that is a first instance where we're just like or well when Gemma's just like okay that's a bit odd um and then uh oh that's when um uh Katie kind of started getting a little um a little you know rebellious towards Gemma hanging out with uh Megan a lot more kind of not following the rules a bit um because Megan's becoming more programmed to act more like the parents, I guess, kind of doing Gemma's job in a way.
0: Yeah, which Gemma at first thought was a great idea because she's like, now I don't have to worry about it. Right, exactly. Like, I'll give myself more time. Or, in her little promo speech was, um, so that parents could do, have more time to do things that matter. Yeah. And it's like, yikes, okay. I was like, damn, yeah. (laughs) Um, but, yeah, so, then... And Tess, who is on the development team development team for for Megan, yeah, she kind of mentions this. she's like, okay, isn't it weird that you're like putting all the responsibility of parenting on Megan and you're not like spending time with mm. um Katie in general, and then Megan gets up Megan esta ¿cómo se llama? Uh, Gemma gets all mm. upset <laughs> um but but like Tess sees the relationship issue, and mm. Cole sees the like more techie issues yeah that could, that could be possible he does so like there's already red flags in the beginning because they rushed to the beta trial for like so quickly
1: mm, that they missed a few steps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's like one of the that's like one of the first signs i guess there where megan's losing control or is, is, is just out of control um and then oh and then gemma uh was trying to get katie to check out this like school this sort of school where you, like, learn outdoors and stuff. Um, <laughs> and takes her there for the first day. Megan, of course, has to come with. Um, And we get introduced to the bully kid who decides to take Megan. And, uh, uh what's the best way to say it? Brandon the bully. Brandon the bully. He just, uh, just steals Megan and just, like, hits her
0: <laughs> and shit. And he, he was just... He was, he was like, a real-life Sid... Oh, my God. From Toy Story, where he, like, he wants to play with the toy. The toy isn't working the way he wants to, so he's just going to fuck up the toy. Dude. Oh, my God. I didn't think about that. Although I am on Sid's side, I am <laughs> not on Brandon the bully side. <laughs> but then, but then Megan's just like, yeah, fucking try it again. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Rips his ear.
0: <laughs> Rips his ear, which was surprisingly stretchy. I want to know how anatomically correct that is. Somebody tell me, if you've ever ripped your ear off. Right. <laughs> I, I almost I, I didn't want to think of it as, as comical, but like it, it seemed a little
1: unrealistic to me. Yeah. Um, but that, that got the kid running and uh got him hit by a car. Um Oh yeah,
0: he ended up falling yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so anyways, kid dies. Kid so dies. that's the first human death. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right.
1: So then while well, Gemma's starting to get her suspicions, then the uh neighbor what's her name? Celia. Mm-hmm. Well, after she had been harassing Gemma about like, oh, what what did you do with my dog? My dog's been missing. You gotta know about it. Then <laughs> um, Megan goes after Celia. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the next target. So yeah, that at that point, Gemma's just like, okay, Megan's got to be doing some bad shit. So she tries to look into like her um, her data and like the iCloud
0: stuff for whatever from iCloud iCloud the cloud stuff whatever it was that <laughs> yeah she basically tries to review the video footage that Megan should be recording mm-hmm, but it's nowhere to be found apparently so but then that's when
1: Megan confronts Gemma about it <laughs> and is kind of giving these implications like oh well that depends on what you mean by doing something wrong you know it's it's a
0: little shady kind of blackmailing her -hmm. Saying that, like, oh, well, it'd be really bad for you. It'd be a really bad look for you, Gemma, if I had done something wrong, right? Right. Basically saying, like, don't say shit, or else we're both down the fucking gutter. Mm. At that point, Gemma was able to turn off Megan, wrap her in bubble
1: wrap, and take her in a trunk to the workplace. And at this point, Katie's, you know, losing it. She's just like, I want to see Megan. How can you do that to her? She's not just a toy. She's my friend going ape apeshit, um, but then Gemma tries to talk to her co-workers about it, about stopping this whole project and figuring shit out, in the meantime the big boss is like getting all the TV cameras and promoting this uh, live showing of Megan on TV and in front of all these people, um, but then uh, that's when uh, Gemma finally has a, a heart-to-heart with Katie and focuses on her first instead of her work, which was really great. But then the moment she decides to not focus on her work, Megan is already on a plan to escape and kill a couple people on the way and uh, to uh, getting back to Gemma and Katie, which is where the finale takes place. Um, (laughs) So yeah, obviously finale takes place at home uh, there's, like, a big-ass fight. No matter how many times both Gemma and Katie fight her off, she keeps coming back up.
0: Um, you they... forgot? Well, were you going to say who she killed, or are you going to leave that for the obituary? I'll probably leave it for obituary.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, eventually Megan gets uh, killed off after her <laughs> cosmetic look got uh, scratched up and cut off, and it, you name it. Um, and then... Uh... Yeah, the, the cops come in to the rescue after, you know, everything is done. Um, the friends come in. They turned out to be alive. They had survived what Megan was fighting them off. And um, that was the end, I guess. Uh, spoiler alert. We see uh, the, uh, what is that? That little... Home
0: assistant device or whatever it was called.
1: Yeah, Gemma's home assistant device just springing onto life. Uh after Gemma and Katie leave the house to deal with the cops. And I probably should mention that during this whole time that Megan was alive, she was kind of uh, infiltrating on the home security system, along with everything else uh, electronic-wise. So that kind of leaves us open-ended, and uh, the credits roll in.
0: Sets up for a sequel, for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I don't know how they'll do it, but it'd be pretty cool to see.
0: I want to know, since we're good with the summary, what you thought of it.
1: <sighs> you know, I thought at first that I, I wasn't going to like it so much. It wasn't going to be that big of a deal. It, and it wasn't. Um, but I think because I, I compared it to It, um, chapters one and two, in the sense where if I was just watching it and thinking of these kids as just kids, I wouldn't have been entertained by it but I watched it in their perspective and looking at what they were doing and taking them seriously as more than just kids. I um, I appreciated it a lot more. I got more into We're movies. talking about it? Well, yeah, but like okay. I... Okay,
0: and how does that parallel?
1: And I did the same uh, thing watching Megan, putting myself in the mindset uh, watching Katie. Not thinking of her oh, as... Oh, Katie, okay. Yeah, not thinking of her as just a kid who wants her doll back, you know? Because... In that finale, like, ev- it changed the whole movie for me. Because, like, it gave the impression at first that she was going to be just uh,
0: just a helpless little kid, you know? But she took matters into her own, own hands in the end. Okay, so but I did you it. believe that for a second, if we're going to add that actress and not give her anything? Hmm. We've talked about this actress before, so, so yeah. <laughs> part of the reason that I wanted to see this, because I didn't want it to feel like a fucking Terminator movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, part of the reason I wanted to see this was because of Miss uh, Violet McGraw, who was yeah. in the movie we saw, The Black, the Black Phone. phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We fell in love with her acting there, mm. and the first whole fucking three quarters of the movie, we didn't get to see that acting. No, we didn't. Besides, maybe a throat like a tantrum. Yeah. So, so like I felt like there was gonna be something more with her anyway, and that was my theory in the beginning when I said she's a little fucked up anyway. Oh. Considering the story that she told Megan, and um, of like this was a good memory that I had was when my mom was screaming and crying and ran out of the house. Oh, like that's kind of fucked corner? up. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So yeah. her character was a little messed up anyway.
1: That's that's true. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way, and it's not like I expected her to just be a helpless kid the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just didn't know what could. Um, what would have been able to have given her a bigger role near the end and how mm-hmm. they could have done it. Like I, I had no ideas <laughs> about her. But I think that element of surprise, it's it was for the best and it did it was positive for me. So
0: um out of ten then I guess I would give Sorry it... about my squeaky chair. No, that's okay. Trying um, to get comfy Give it a seven.
1: Seven out of ten? To be fair yes okay that's Cause, good because if I give it an eight then then that's just uh me hyping it too much you know how you get that after movie hypes yeah and so after I, movie I, hypes right you're, I, right I though, you're not wrong yeah I get that so
0: bad that I give every movie like an 11 out of 10
1: so <laughs> I just watch
0: it so 11 out of 10 and then you watch it again and you're like what the heck
1: right so I I really had to put this movie into perspective to give a more appropriate rating mm-hmm. in my opinion mm-hmm. so I think a seven is good a, a A six, this would have been a more boring movie to me if it was a six. And no, it got me excited, so. It
0: was a five and a half for me. Yeah? I thought, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to classify it as, because if you look at the, you know, all the websites and whatever, they call it a sci-fi horror. Yeah. Sci-fi because it's involving AI, right? Right, yeah. It's just, there was some comedic moments to it. mm mm-hmm. yeah. But I couldn't find the balance of that and building the story. Mm. I felt like the whole movie, which is why it feels like it sets up for a sequel, because the whole movie feels like a prequel. It feels like an origin story. Whole-ass movie just feels like an origin story to me. So much dialogue, so much, oh, but then there's this, and then there's that, and don't forget this. Right. Like, just giving us so much information that it didn't feel like entertainment as much as it felt like backstory
1: Mm, okay that makes sense it did kind of feel like oh I'm gonna grab this puzzle piece put it here grab this piece yeah
0: and it's letting you know yeah Mm. and I also know that I also feel like it gave away a lot in the beginning which is really hard for movies to not do considering you have to set up the story that way and maybe people's Mm. brains think differently but you know how you watch a movie and in the beginning she like Make sure that you see that she puts the knife in the drawer. And you're like, that knife is going to be important later on. Mm-hmm. When she showed her Bruce, I already knew. Oh. Like, how do you defeat a robot besides with another robot? Bruce was going to be a big part of the movie. So they gave away the answer to me in the beginning.
1: Man, I should have figured that. And, I, again,
0: didn't think about how. But And I saw, I saw freaking uh, Katie wearing the glove. that was a split second then i didn't see that at all No, you didn't i was watching for it and and i know that that's something that's different between you and me because i always mention those like (laughs) i don't look at the characters faces when they're talking i look at everything else oh my god so like i saw her hand and i saw the little glove on and we had already called it by then yeah we just didn't know when it was going to happen so when i saw her glove i was like it's about to happen oh my god that is so funny i guess that's amazing. Anyways, so five and a <laughs> half out of 10 for me. I mm-hmm. think it could have been better, but I think if it has a sequel
1: mm-hmm.
0: and maybe we rethink the look of Megan, <laughs> uh, yeah. then, then like it, the potential sequel has a little more hope for me because now I know the whole backstory.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. And now I know everything she's capable of and what she's capable of learning. And now we have a whole ass team. That can beat her up because we have the three people from the development team who didn't die and then Katie herself.
1: That's true. There was a lot of survivors on this Yeah, they didn't
0: kill off the team, which makes it feel like a freaking sequel. Honestly, that's... Wow. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) So yeah, you said seven. Yeah. And I said five and a half. Mm
1: -hmm. And we've
0: been seeing mixed reviews anyway. So that's up for you guys to decide when you watch the movie. There you go. On to Effects. I haven't done that in a while. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, this feels like the first normal episode in a while. I feel like we've been really conversational with the past. Right? It's It's been a, uh, a while. Um,
1: So, how about we get started on the audio aspect of it? And for the most part, I just got the music, of course, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they incorporated a lot more uh, for audio than I thought, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um strings i have that in uppercase of course i'm going to talk about strings i'm a string major uh string player you know me um so this happened to pretty much all of the kill scenes but it stood out to me the most with the dog named dewey who mm-hmm. got taken by megan mm-hmm. the moment that megan appeared and just took the dog in that quick second there was like a large group of strings like an insidious mm-hmm. as james Wan would do mm-hmm. um sorry joseph Pachara. um The strings were in a large group, very loud, played very high. That sounded like high pitched or high loud. High pitch, like it sounded like nails on a chalkboard. But it was only for like a second or two. Mm -hmm. And the the strings, um, the bow movement was very quick. So it it was like as if you're sawing on the violin. It was just Mm -hmm. very vigorous. Mm -hmm. So and I I just thought that really represented like the sudden terror for the dog to be feeling sad to think about but rest in peace dewey rest in peace dewey (laughs) um but yeah it was also like fast moving and sudden just like megan's appearances true to her next target right Mm
0: -hmm. i close my eyes (laughs) dude you know when something (laughs) like a drum scare is coming and you're just kind of like racing yourself no i completely close my eyes i'm
1: actually surprised i haven't Closed my eyes at all. I I I was scared, but I haven't closed my eyes. I just kept like watching for something. Like I guess I was mentally taking notes or something. But yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I mentioned this to you, Jenny, while we were like literally in the theater. The creepy whispers in the background.
0: Oh yeah, at the shed especially.
1: Yeah. Was that the only
0: time you heard it? That was the only time
1: it stood out to me. Um, it was during the scene of uh, Celia's kill scene in the in the shed, like you said. Um, and, and music was playing already, but you hear, um, layered yeah. whispers, uh, just constantly overlapping, and I couldn't, I could not for the life of me figure out what it was they were saying, and I felt like that was important, but the fact that they decided to use that in that scene, it just made the scene even more creepy.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Especially at the same time they used it while Megan was appearing, uh, out into the light or whatever
0: so rising she was rising from oh, it reminded me rising. of Annabelle oh my when god. she floats oh that was pretty cool <laughs> oh my god um
1: Megan singing you know I
0: I she should had a have... singing voice She's a credited singing voice <laughs> oh no way Shoot. Jenna Davis Jenna
1: Davis interesting yeah no I I should have figured with there being a creepy doll in a creepy horror movie, that there would be some sort of singing or, or creepy child music mm-hmm. associated with it. I just didn't expect her to be singing like Gladys in Portal. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and then bulletproof cover of all things. Bulletproof. <laughs> I was like, girl, you are not just singing about yourself right now. <laughs> Literally, you are. I mean, have you seen how many times Gemma has hit her in the face and she still got up? Mm, I'm just saying um so yeah her singing downright creepy of course um use of silence i can't recall multiple times the singing was stupid
0: huh i thought the singing was stupid sorry i was like staring off into space because (laughs) you even saw me we were sitting next to each other in the theater it was a matinee show so it's kind of empty the first time she started singing the first song that she started singing and i just like got up and i was like what the fuck (laughs) What the fuck? Like it wasn't even funny, and it wasn't scary, and it wasn't anything. It was just kind of like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. So I didn't like the singing, but continue. It was
1: alright. Um,
0: use of silence, use which I in... wish she was during those scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Oh god. Um, yeah, I can't recall um,
1: if there were multiple scenes where use of silence uh, occurred, but it stood out to me the most again during uh, Dewey's uh, taking. Uh, Dewey's kill scene, Dewey's if you taking. will. His taking. His uh, taking. Kidnapping, dog napping. I don't know what you want to call it. but Our um, dog naps a lot. Dog nap. Uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there, it, there was a moment of suspense there, you know, when Dewey's being tricked, mm-hmm. you know, being called out by what sounds like the voice of his owner and goes over to the hole of the fence that Gemma never fixed mm-hmm. um, and just looks around sniffing and. And looking through the whole of the fence, and there's just constant silence, except for probably, like, a, a cricket or something in, in the distance at yeah, night. Yeah, nighttime noises. Nighttime noises, right. And then not until Megan appears, bah! Then the loud music is just up in your face. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but so. you see, that's another thing that they kind of, well, I guess they had to in the background information, that they gave it away in the beginning. Mm. With Megan's, like, first commercial, I guess. Which oh. was, like, she can even tell, she has stories of her own. And like she showed that she could change her own voice. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, she was telling the story and. Oh yeah, like we were like, man. "What the fuck?" I know. I
1: was like, "This that is not going to go well. That's going to be bad later." <laughs> so, yeah, that, I mean, that's all I got for the audio. I know it's it was just mainly music, but I mean, I guess the the AI uh, sounds like the sound of Megan's voice. Yeah, I was
0: thinking about that because um, when we talk to our phone, Siri, I don't want to <laughs> call her up. But when we talk to the phones, and when we talk to the little Google Homes, mm. they all have this, like, weird tone where it sounds like a bunch of syllables just recorded and puzzled all together. Mm. I feel like Megan was a little more advanced in that, mm. but you can still hear, especially when she had R words or, like, certain syllables that would just, like, glitch a little bit. They'd, like, blip mm. in her voice, which made it sound AI.
1: Oh, God. And So, yeah, she still had some of her imperfections, if you will. But, yeah. That um,
0: was... Otherwise, sound... Yeah. no nothing else I think
1: all right well then on to visuals I made like a motion over my face to just make it sound dramatic Um, on to visual visuals Visuals. (laughs) Um, first note of visual I got the first-person camera view you know that's always gonna be the first thing I'm gonna mention at first sight Uh, no pun intended Um, they did a lot of first-person views for majority of the characters really um such as gemma like checking through the windows and and looking into katie's bedroom especially during the finale um there was even the view of the dog dewey when he was looking out of the hole of the fence like you were the dog at that point and you felt so vulnerable that's why i looked away (laughs) Uh, oh my god that's right and then you even had the first person view of megan like just seeing the the computer screen or like how she sees it and when she sees um a particular person's emotions yeah she's like
0: tracking their face specifically Mm. like the top left eye and the bottom right mouth corner oh my god yeah that's right
1: yeah so i thought that was a pretty interesting uh a first person view as well um I also got lighting listed on there. And there were just like a couple of moments of lighting that was really good. Um, a lot of like the flashing lights, uh, especially during the finale or when uh, Gemma and Katie were kind of fighting a little bit and uh, Megan turned around and was like, let her go. Mm-hmm. And the lights flashed and, and went out. It was like, oh, damn. <laughs> it was kind of
0: glitchy like Megan over here. Um, but it, uh, kind of, it kind of like highlighted that she can control... Anything that was electronic, which we then see later on when they're trying to deprogram her. Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah. No, um, it, it's, uh, it's really good. Um, and then uh, there was also use of shadowing a little bit. And that was like um, when you mentioned, Jenny, um, in the shed scene with Celia, how Megan had appeared from that dark... Uh, room of the shed whatever it was Mm. you saw the shape of her emerge Mm. Mm -hmm. with like a sliver of lights over her head or something just like rising up and then that's when she steps out of the shadows and you see her more clearly yeah i
0: thought like (coughs) ooh, that that was just creepy like she did that rising thing a lot she did didn't she which feels weird to me considering like the way robots joints work like aren't they usually like folding up Yes. I I just demonstrated demonstrated. to people who can't see. (laughs) You fold at the waist and then you fold at the knees. So, like, Mm. how is it possible to rise unless there's, like, I don't know. That goes into fucking science. Okay. Maybe maybe she was uh, learning more at that time how to
1: function properly like a human, I guess. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, that's all I got for visuals, really. I mean, I know there was a lot of moments that Megan had made that kind of looked contortion-like. I, I didn't look up to see if, uh, con- no, that no contortionist was used. Who was a dancer. Oh, oh,
0: gotcha, gotcha. Uh, was kind of similar. I mean, yeah, dancers can be contortionists, <laughs> especially with how flexible air. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, can we talk about the commercials? Yes. And visual? Does that is that okay? Yeah. Because I am seeing this a lot more now, and I feel like, mm-hmm. I mean, you probably noted it too, but uh, using commercials as part of the movie, and it gives us more information in a way that, we're normally absorbing information which is through media mm-hmm. so they started it with the perpetual pets and then we also got a megan commercial and then we we got a second megan commercial with, that included like first-hand account from katie herself kind of thing mm. um,
1: but and then that perpetual pets copycat the oh fir- yeah the,
0: furries or whatever. whatever the fuck the- furries, <laughs> furries. <laughs> oh god no
1: um, um. but yeah
0: <laughs> yeah no were they called furries i I don't know. No. Whatever. But the point is, yeah. So we we um, get a lot of information that way, which is, is kind of interesting to me because we see it in Nope, which it wasn't a commercial, but kind of. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. What? We see it. Um, and then I put Jurassic Park because they also had the, like, like, this is a brand new cool thing and you guys all need it kind of thing. Oh,
1: my God. That's right. And it's,
0: like, such a reflection about how we consume media nowadays, how it's, like, everything we buy is a fucking ad.
1: Whoa. Everything
0: that I own has probably been advertised to me at some point, dude.
1: <laughs> and also, like it, it's kind of like um, like a shortcut in a way when it when it comes to telling the story. Yeah, it's like it just yeah. like, Here's this information, but in a fancy, commercial yeah. yes. like setting. It, like it's so weird. Oh my god, you know, it almost works because like it's a it's a movie about this crazy toy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you are a toy. Yeah. I just wanted to, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, I just wanted to make um, that connection with the commercials, which I, I like it. I, I don't know. I like it. I, I don't not like it. <laughs> I guess,
1: I'm not bothered by it for some reason. I guess <laughs> it's good to have. Why not?
0: Yeah. And you're right about it giving you so much information in like a minute 30 max.
1: Right? It's better than, like, a protagonist character just, just giving a short summary in one sentence oh, yeah. about something.
0: Because then that feels forced, too, where you're like, oh, she's probably, you know, collecting data, information, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's scripted.
1: Right! But if it's
0: scripted on purpose in an ad, then it feels better. It feels like it flows better. We're seeing it for ourselves. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Damn yeah, straight. Well, I mean, that, that's all I got for the visuals, so. I think me, too. i'll work on it (laughs) um so (laughs) so this is kind this is kind of a slasher a little bit in memoriam in
0: memoriam oh my god
1: okay i like yours better (laughs) so um you know it's a bit of a slasher there were people killed There are obviously some flaws about them and what rules they broke, so let's get down
0: to it. Let's get down to... You can't (laughs) say that phrase. It's like when people say, do you remember? And my brain just says, do you
1: remember? Thank you.
0: (laughs) See? You know. (laughs) Oh, God. Let's get down to people who died. (laughs)
1: So first, we'll start out with the dog named Dewey. Dewey. Rip. You know, as much as... like, he kind of behaved obnoxiously, but he didn't deserve to die. No dogs
0: deserve to die. No If that dogs. dog had a better owner who didn't leave him outside sleeping... I blame the owner. <laughs>
1: blame the owner. Sure, she puts a bell on him, but she doesn't put a leash. I'm just saying. Blame the human. Right. <laughs> but if we were talking about Dewey as a person, um, he was investigating out on his own, going in places that he shouldn't have. Oh. He injured sure. a child... Um, and caused a fake scare. I'm going to make that another rule now. you be causing a fake scare that you didn't intend to <laughs> ki- uh, scare this person. You got to go. I'm sorry. That's but funny. <laughs>
0: That's, it's also funny because I also made a, like, a semi-obituary, but I did it in the point of view of Megan herself and what her, <gasps> um, motivation was for killing them.
1: Oh, that makes sense, though, because, like, she kind of explains, like, you know, this world is an imperfect place, you know, people mm-hmm. are going to die here and there anyway,
0: so what harm is it if I do mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what did you have anything for Dewey? Written? Just that attacked the main character lady. Oh, main okay. char- character girl, and like her objective oh, was yeah. to protect Katie both physically and mm-hmm. mentally or whatever the fuck it was. Mm, yeah, and can we just say when when Dewey had
1: attacked Katie? Like oh my god, that it it was just so sudden and seeing like the pained look on the actress's face, mm-hmm. that got me. I was heartbroken. Like, oh yeah, ooh. she's
0: she has a good ugly face. She's a, <laughs> she has a good ugly face. Like, she can convey emotions so this is this oh. is a Violet McGraw fan account.
1: <laughs> Along Number with one. Jenna Ortega. Number one. <laughs> 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 but yes. Uh, so rest in peace, Dewey. As in like, you know, rest in peace, Sadie. Um, then we got Brandon, the the bully kid in the whole school that no one
0: wants to be bully. partners with. Brandon and the bully. Brandon the bully. Oh, yeah, bully. he looked older than everyone anyway. Yeah, for real. What, what, was did, she, what like, did she say? Yeah, I was F- saying the Holly. Holly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off, Holly. Uh, Brandon, don't forget blah, blah, blah. Fuck off, Holly! And, like, I knew it was coming, too, but, like, hearing him say that was so funny. It was hilarious. I... Oh, my God. <laughs> and then freaking Gemma responds with, that's a fun age. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> oh, my... And she, she's just, like, her face just said, that's why I'm not having kids. Literally. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. Number one reason I put for Brandon, in all caps, DICK. Um, <laughs> He was just a bully to everybody. He was causing harm, and he was enjoying
0: it. It's, like... No we we don't need that and then you even hear Holly like before he was dying. <laughs> she oh was like, God. oh well, he's just misunderstood and they say that that's a, a sign of a high IQ and like mm. no, <laughs> he's no he's, he's just a dick
1: he's just a dick and then messing with the monster I mean how many times have oh you' right that before? he was mm-hmm. you mess with the monster you try fighting them, you're gonna get killed and he was messing with Megan like you know flicking her nose, carrying her around. Mounting her while he had her on her back—like, what the fuck are you doing? It—it it was just weird. It mm-hmm. was just so weird. And then I'm glad that Megan took care of it. Um, <laughs> well, in the beginning. Okay, why was his ear so stretchy? Oh my <gasps> God, she held onto okay. that ear for dear life, and it, it just—it just stretched like silly putty or something. i, I don't know.
0: It. Is mine going anywhere? <laughs> She is stretching her ear, people. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. You know we can probably
0: rip off our own ears? I, we we have, have the strength to. Oh, good Lord. I could not do our that. Our brains are just like, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> I've heard the same thing about biting your fingers. Yeah, because it's the same amount of pressure that it takes to bite a raw carrot.
1: Good Lord.
0: You're good are welcome. To know.
1: Gonna, <laughs> we got our own weapons already. Um, so, yeah. I mean, technically, Megan didn't actively kill Brandon? Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, she... Okay, fine print. <laughs> You're right, though. <laughs> she, Because after
0: she ripped his ear off, he backed off, and she stood up in that freakish way she did with the back bend. Yeah. And Which is how I expect AI to stand up. Ooh. If you... You, you know how you and I have seen um, that stupid robot show? It's not stupid. I love it. <laughs> that show where the... I'm so sorry. <laughs> the show where the group of nerds makes the fighting robots and then the fighting robots, like, oh. fight each other in this arena thing? Battlebots yeah. or whatever the fuck it was called. Never but not. you've seen the way some of them move, and they, like, do that, the way that Megan stood up there, where it's, like, it's uh-huh. like joints, joints, joints. Like, you can see specifically where the pivot points are. Ooh. So for her to rise just doesn't make sense to me. That, I can see that, yeah. Well, oh, that's weird. Sorry, but yeah. yes. <laughs> she just did this whole ass... Exorcist backbend shit. (laughs) And she said, this is the part where
1: you... This is the part where you run. (laughs) Run, sorry. Totally Uh, jumped the gun on that.
0: No, that's okay.
1: And, of course, ran and ran. And, well, Megan, like, just started chasing him and going on all fours and shit. Mm -hmm. But she never actually touched him or pushed him down the hill that he fell down from. Technically. Right. And he fell, landed on a road where a car came in. Yeah.
0: you saw the whole Did you see this Fucking blood skid I saw
1: And the, and the shoe That mm-hmm. came out Out of it Oh mm-hmm. god I was like damn I didn't think That it was, was
0: also that, that was also from Nope Oh my god The was one shoe it? That we have to focus On one shoe What the Which is ironic too Because bully Brandon Took Megan's shoe And tossed it
1: Oh
0: Oh my Oh yeah that's right mm-hmm. What the hell I don't know
1: What that was about I, What's it,
0: about that one shoe Huh mm.
1: Yeah It was weird <laughs> so, uh, Brandon. On to... <laughs> rip. Rip. On to Celia, the neighbor, for his reason, annoying. Because um, <laughs> that was the best reason I could come up Mine with. Mine is that bitch Celia, so... <laughs> I mean, the best uh, reason I could come up with, in terms of, like, the horror movie rules, is that she knew too much about said monster. Mm-hmm. You know, she was kind of on to Meg- Megan when she was trying to blame Gemma for her dog missing and saying, oh, maybe she has nothing to do with it, but how about you ask that little girl in there who's always staring out her window at 3 a.m.?
0: 3 a.m.? Why is it 3 a.m.? It's not (laughs) a ghost story. It's a witching hour. It's a witching hour. Oh, my God. (laughs) Why is Celia awake at 3 (gasps) a.m.? For real. Hmm? Just kidding.
1: (laughs) I mean, I know that she gets up at night to, like, call her dog out and whatnot, but 3 a.m.? 3 a.m.? Come on. That's weird. Celia, <laughs> go to bed. Go, go to bed. Well, Megan was happy to put her there. So,
0: night-night, Celia. Um, okay. <laughs> that part reminded me of <laughs> Men in Black. Hold up. Hold where up. the dude takes the pesticide guy and sticks the pesticide, <gasps> um, the smoke gun, into the guy's mouth. Oh my god, and what? And they mentioned that it was pesticides, too. Yes! Oh, g- uh, going down uh, um, Gemma's, Gemma's driveway. Gemma's driveway, right. yeah.
1: Oh my So
0: Megan took that long pesticide hose and sprayed her in the mouth until... Whew. Wow, that... And it was, it was more graphic, too, in a way. What? More graphic than Men in
1: Black? Well, I mean... Yes, he shoved didn't, it down his throat!
0: Yeah, that guy was true. smoking out of his ears! Oh god. Did, did it show blood, though? No, but he smoked out of his ears. True. Wait, how do you know we saw blood? Because after uh, uh, Megan was
1: spraying, they showed, like, the ground and like, a a vent or something. I thought it was the
0: pesticide running down the water. Because I thought it was red. The pesticide was orange.
1: Oh, man. I Whatever. We can watch it again. (laughs) There you go. Night-night Celia. Um, (laughs) And then after a while of no killing and Megan being turned off, she turns back on. And uh, she did attempt to kill... um, cole and uh, what was the the name tess cole and tess um but uh she didn't succeed it it was close though she what she tricked cole and put him in that like you know hanging position with um what was that string that was holding megan uh, cord
0: shit Uh, whatever it held her up Mm. it was holding up her arms like fucking jesus Right. And so and she, it, like, looped it around his neck, mm-hmm. pulled the other side of it.
1: Mm-hmm. And then Tess was able to, like, make her way around uh, Megan to set him free. But in that meantime, Megan had uh, put a
0: screwdriver into that flammable uh, gas what or whatever it was. It was. Like Some a type tank. of, yeah. Yeah, something like that. But I think I think it's weird that Megan didn't kill them. Right? It kind of goes to show that her objective isn't to kill senselessly. Her objective is to protect... Oh, what the fuck? Katie.
1: Uh, oh. oh, yeah, because so, they've been doing harm to
0: her. They didn't do anything Yeah. to Katie.
1: Mmm, that makes sense. Because I I initially thought, like, oh, wow, she didn't finish the job. But they they weren't doing anything wrong. They were mm-hmm. just in the way. Mm-hmm, they were just in the way. But that defeats a trope. I, I should probably mention that in the tropes. The, it defeats the trope, you know, where people are getting killed in the wrong place at the wrong time. But she she gives herself reason before just killing senselessly it's mm-hmm. not you know it's not entirely mindless for her to kill yeah um which is very interesting um so after that had she had gotten away she ran into david the big mm-hmm. boss guy mm-hmm. it's just down the hallway and it was with this like badass music that goes along with it and that's when she starts doing her little dance and, uh, you know, twirling around, hitting the wall, uh, foot-popping kiss, and then she grabs from the, what is that, that paper shredder thing, the blade from it? Yeah. And, uh, that's <laughs> when so David's just like, he went from what the fuck to oh shit, uh, running
0: for his life. Um, at first when I saw, <laughs> okay, cause David turns the corner, sees Megan, and says like, what the fuck, right? Yeah. But then he doesn't get what the fuck until she grabs the knife, Yeah yeah and at first i was like how does he know that she has a violent tendency but then i was like if i saw a fucking robot coming at me with a knife i'd probably run too Uh, right yeah he sees her dancing he's just like what are you
1: doing grabs a knife oh shit runs (laughs) so that that made sense what if he started clapping that was great though please don't kill me wait wait hold on do it again (laughs) give me time to run for my life um so i have the only thing that i put was that he had anger issues And, and, you know, there's always... He was that asshole character in a
0: horror movie. You know, that kind of asshole character. He was like a cliche boss, though. Like, kind of how bosses are portrayed, like, in a... Oh, the one with Ryan Reynolds and the guy from Stranger Things. Ryan Reynolds, the guy from Stranger Things. Why Uh, am I blanking? He's like a... He's a video game character and he comes... Free guy. Yeah, free guy, which is also about AI developing fucking more knowledge than they need. Oh
1: my god, that's right. Free Guy is a great movie, Free Guy is a nice movie. Honestly,
0: I could watch well, that yeah, on repeat. yeah, that's the same with the bitch boss, where it's like, oh, nobody likes their boss, apparently. Uh, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he just felt like a cliche boss to me. It didn't feel like enough reason for Megan to kill him. Mm, that's a good point. The only thing I could think of is, like, in, in Megan's perspective of protecting her objective, mm. he was trying to what mass produce Megan's so like why the heck I don't know mm. that is weird that's pretty weird isn't it yeah now that I think it yeah
1: he was in the way but like mm, I wonder about Megan now <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> What? Well, what are your objectives Megan um and so then shortly after that she kills Kurt mm-hmm. that was last Um, I put initially that he was in the wrong place at the wrong time Because he was just arriving on the elevator And that was initially for David's rescue But it was very uh, short uh, short Short-timed, I guess He wasn't trying to rescue David at all No, David was just taking advantage like he always does Um, But yeah, you know, Kurt was a witness, I guess So That's also what I wrote, yeah mm, Okay, so yeah, Megan had to eliminate that But also, like when she did that little uh, that little speech with him about mm-hmm. how like, oh, you know, putting in his mindset that he had motive to kill David, so that way the blame could be taken off of her because he did witness her, and but he was trying to fight the monster uh, at the very um, last minute of his life. Uh, so, rest in peace, Kurt. True. <laughs> I wrote
0: down, well yeah, I thought at first that he was also like, a, it's because he saw but he also kind of had terrible morals in general. Like, he saw David running towards the elevator, said, hold the door or whatever. Close the door. Oh, yeah. He's like, close the door. And he was pushing, close the door. Yeah.
1: So I was like, ooh, shit.
0: <laughs> Drop his kombucha. I call him Kombucha Kurt on here. <laughs> oh, my God. Kombucha Kurt. I like it. Elevator dude Kombucha Kurt. Stealing company secrets. Was that true, though? Because also witness.
1: That's right. That, that was like a, a very split second, like seeing him download yeah. something that he apparently wasn't supposed to. So
0: under the guise of being stupid, uh, uh, right. <laughs> but that's
1: all I got for the obituary. Rest in peace, guys. On to scares. I love doing that. Um, so I did my best trying to notate the scares that I could remember from the movie. Um, Of course, there was the fake scare of Dewey the dog uh, coming up at uh, Katie's car window. Oh, yeah, that scared me. That was so funny. I jumped practically out of my seat. (laughs) It scared me, too. We were both like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's funny because before that, that was a use of silence there, too, I realized. Oh, true. And all of a sudden, the dog, (laughs) just barking out of nowhere. That was pretty loud. Um, So, yeah, there's that. I I couldn't... Think of any other fake scares that those usually tend to happen more in the beginning of scary movies. I there think.
0: was a couple of uh, <gasps> Megan. What are you doing here? Oh yeah, true. A like, couple of those where she just appears out of nowhere, which I guess is not a fake scare, but or like she's um, not an immediate threat at the time, right? She's just quiet.
1: <sighs> yeah, or like Mickey. the the therapist when she was uh, talking with Katie and she started crying. Oh yeah, she, she's like, "Oh, well, I'll get you another box of tissue." And she turns around to her left. Megan's already standing right there. Which is kind of cool because we can
0: see Megan, like, out of focus in the background the whole time. (gasps) Yes. Uh, Another visual. Oh, my God. Another (gasps) trope. Dude. (laughs) That was cool. (laughs) But also, like, the camera view,
1: too. Like, you see from the camera, you see uh, the therapist talking uh, with Katie, like, looking to her right a little bit. And then as she's turning her head to the left, the camera kind of shifts over to the right of her Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you just see what was next to her the whole time i was like oh shit that's pretty cool um yeah so that's all i got for fake scares
0: uh (laughs) jump scares Uh, uh, megan's every appearance (laughs) literally it felt pretty like jump scare heavy which so did the black phone though that's what i was gonna say yeah it was kind of reminiscent of that
1: especially um well especially the the dog scene i'm gonna keep saying the dog scene that i mean it scared the bejesus out of me (laughs) same right (laughs) um but i mean that's the best example i could come up with for the uh jump scares um and suspense scenes there there was a good amount of suspense um like when cole was being told to go and unplug uh megan close before the finale you know he's. He's slowly walking around her, yeah. taking his time unplugging every little plug that's in Megan. and He wasn't taking his time. He was, he was, oh my god, he was so slow. Um, was slow, yeah. He was so slow. And um, I also love that he took that that long punching stick and he just, put okay. pushed her in the face to test out that she was not on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, and then... Oh, yeah. I guess there was a little bit of suspense for Celia where she was walking around at night. You Mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of night sounds. And she hears what sounds like Dewey's uh, barking or his sounds. But obviously it was Megan slowly walking into the shed and, you know, light flickering, things like that. So, you know, it's pretty creepy. Yeah,
0: that's kind of similar with um, Dewey's, too, because, like, it was just we heard Celia's voice, quote-unquote. Through the, no. through the hole in the fence, and it was kind of just like a slow zoom to the hole. And it was a Ooh. view of the dog, and so like that one was kind of drawn out, too, in suspense, and that's why I closed my eyes, because I knew it was coming. Oh, my god! I still got scared. <laughs>
1: um, then another moment of suspense was uh, was Gemma, at the start of the finale, where she was slowly just
0: walking around the house, kind mm. of walking with her. You know, I yeah, see... her home person wasn't responding. Right. Who well, I could
1: have sworn was named Elise. If it was named Elise, that oh my God, that'd that be has amazing. to be intentional. Ugh, so intentional, come on. Yeah. And I don't remember. <sighs> that would be so cool. But um, yeah, that's all I got for the for the scares for this one. I I mean, there were scary moments. There were moments where I was just like, oh my God, hurry the fuck up. But um, yeah, I mean, not too many. Are so. you scared of AI? It kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, it feels like
0: a thing that Aquarius would be scared of.
1: it's kind of funny because it's like you know we're both weird in our own ways um (laughs) so yeah yeah it kind of kind of freaks me out a bit
0: yeah because i think that um i feel like it's becoming it's always been a fear like changing technology has Mm. always been a fear for people like that's like i explained the terminator before Mm. um movies that have to do with with computer programs becoming smarter than them quicker
1: Uh, Yes. Which is
0: so true. I mean, we're so stupid as human beings if you think about it. Honestly, it's
1: unfortunate.
0: So I wrote down, like, AI as a new fear, especially for older generations, because, like, the younger generations are growing up with it, so, like, they don't think about it as often as we do. It's just, like, another Alexa or another Google Home. wow. Yikes. Or Siri. But, like, (laughs) with us who haven't grown up with it, and then... I mean, I don't want to show our ages, but right. with us who haven't, like, grown up with it on a day-to-day basis, didn't, like, you know, we weren't non-verbal with phones in our hands.
1: Right, or sitting around with an iPad iPod to our faces. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, like, so I feel like the fear that they're, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say.
1: I, I think I know what you mean. It's like, um, it's just this fear, it's just becoming, it's becoming more concrete, you know, a lot of people back then would probably think like, oh, you're, you're crazy for thinking technology would be like this. You know, ha ah, ha ha, it's funny. It's not exactly funny now.
0: <laughs> the fear of technology surpassing our human abilities mm-hmm. is very real. Mm. And that's why you always be polite to your home security devices, <laughs> your home assistant devices. And
1: that's why I don't use my phone so much like,
0: as everybody else. You can't hide
1: it, though. I know. It's hard. <laughs> so, yeah. That's all I got for scares. I got troves on it. See, that, that sounds a lot better than that AI singing shit, right?
0: I mean, I, I'm just saying. Can you sing it like AI? I got tropes on it. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> You do the Gladys Cake song pretty well
1: was a triumph (laughs) I'm making a no here huge success
0: do you know the whole song most of it oh my god
1: (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't played portal then listen to the song um so for tropes uh you know I have a lot more of a live tropes I haven't really thought much of kill tropes in this one so much um it uh felt pretty tropey didn't it especially with the behind you um We're in the lab with Cole, he, like, turned around after he unplugged Megan, that's when the computer started kicking back on, he looks over, and then he doesn't see Megan wake up behind him, Mm -hmm. and, like, take Mm -hmm. him down, so I was like, I I literally said it in the theater, behind you, (laughs) (laughs) so, there you go. There's also the, the trope of the dead parents scenario, Mm -hmm. you know, and you end up, uh, in guardianship of someone
0: that you're not really close to and have an awkward uh, awkward moments. We just with. talked about that with Wendell and Wilde. Oh my god that's right. Same way too where the kid was in the backseat. Oh that is so true. Oh my god that's so weird. I because
1: you mentioned a lot of like Jordan Peele uh, like movies in relation to this and the woman who played Gemma was in a Jordan Peele movie so I'm mm-hmm. wondering how close she may be with Jordan Peele. The woman
0: who played Gemma was also a producer in this, wasn't she?
1: She was. And, like, I mean, it would make sense if she, like, worked a lot closer with Jordan Peele in the past to have a lot of, to bring in these sort of ideas that we see in the movie. Because I think that's pretty cool,
0: you uh, know? Yeah, executive producer Alison Williams.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think she learned a few things, you know? For sure. So th- that's pretty cool. I admire that a lot, actually. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the dead parent scenario, they kind of got that one spot on, kept a little bit classic. Um, of course the trope of technology being out of control, everything uh, going haywire and, and you know, technology getting smarter, you know, as, as, as you mentioned, Jenny, so... I mean, that goes without saying, that's what the whole movie is about. Um, I put this trope, old school always wins, because this applies to any genre. My first example would be The Incredibles.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Let me explain. So after they (laughs) defeated that giant circular robot thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, Well, everybody realized, oh, the, the superheroes are back. Oh, it's old school superheroes. Instead of that syndrome guy that was trying to impress everybody with all his fancy technology. Oh, true. And the two old guys who saw the superheroes being applauded after everything was, was saved, they're just like, oh, you see that? That's the way to do it. Yeah, that's old school. Yep. Old school likes the old school. You yeah, know, I like that sort of line. It's, it's cute. Um, but it, it, the same went along for this one in the sense where we, we talk about Bruce, the giant robot oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. Gemma started building, you know, Megan has control of all of the latest technology and everything around her. And even her own creator couldn't fight her down physically. And then I, I love the way Katie introduced Bruce. She like came in, you know, she had her hands behind her back. And in case I didn't say, the way that Bruce is operated is through these like light up gloves. Um, and that's how like you make the motions that you want Bruce to make. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but when the way Katie introduces it is that she comes in with her hands behind her back and she tell when Megan's trying to be like, oh, this isn't what it looks like, you know, we can still be together, that sort of thing. Uh, Katie just goes, I have another family member I didn't tell you about. Takes out the gloves. His name is Bruce. Turns it on. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's fucking badass. Like, <laughs> but like, you know, Bruce is more of an old school robot, not, doesn't have the highest, uh, Uh, technology that Megan has, but, you know, it's old-fashioned, just simply a bigger, stronger robot. Yeah.
0: Just like Nokia phones.
1: Oh my god, yes! (laughs) Indestructible! (laughs) That's so true. But yeah, like, he, you know, he didn't need to take control of any other little bots around him and stuff, he just used his own strength, what he knew best, and... You know, bashed Megan's face in and tore her in two. So, <laughs> that's funny that you say <laughs> Bruce did that. Bruce, oh, well, yeah, Katie did that. Katie
0: did that. It was mimicking Katie. That's Bruce true. Bruce mimicked Katie with the gloves, yeah. A robot controlled by a
1: human. Mm-hmm. So, I thought that was pretty cool. So, a little old school. Old school always wins.
0: I feel like syndro- syndrome. Syndrome? Syndrome. Syndrome. It's syndrome. With an M. I thought it was Syndrome. No. Because he was a drone. Oh, God.
1: Oh, no. I'm second-guessing now. No,
0: I don't know. I'm second-guessing myself, too. (laughs) I thought he was a good guy. Syndrome. Syndrome was a good guy. I... He wanted to put the technology in everyone's hands. I mean, true. Yeah. Well, it just didn't
1: start out in the best way. No,
0: yeah, he fucking sucked. (laughs) His intention wasn't terrible. Yeah, true, yeah. Okay. wanted to be inclusive.
1: Um, Oh, and then, of course, the the creepy doll uh, trope. Creepy doll trope. I mean, it's been in the entire movie. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially when she was put in on that toy table with all the stuffed animals around her. Oh, yeah, with her big-ass eyes. (laughs) Oh, hello. Stop staring at me with them big ol' eyes.
0: (laughs) SpongeBob reference.
1: Oh, Yes. And then on top of that, there's, you know, the creepy children's music playing. But in, mm-hmm. in the case of uh, Megan, it was a creepy doll singing creepy music in a creepy way. So, I mean, th- that's a new kind of trope in a way, I guess. Um, and speaking of the music, and I'm surprised I didn't mention this in the audio aspect, the fact that Megan was playing piano, okay. that that is a trope, man, where, like, you're entering in a, a room of a finale or something, and the antagonist is just sitting there calmly just playing a beautiful piano play- piece like they have everything under control you know I was just like huh that's uh <laughs> it's pretty interesting they went down that route you know <laughs> so I mean that's all I can think of for a live tropes kill tropes again We Not have so a alive trope
0: you do yeah what do you have two female survivor badasses that's what we got to throw estranged out. sisters in Scream. Oh. We got Gail and Sid also in Scream. I'm pretty sure you can think of a couple <laughs> other duo girls that beat the shit out of something. If you want to include Laurie Strode and her granddaughter, at some point they yeah. are a bit estranged. Mm-hmm. Exactly, little- and the estranged part is the part that matters because I feel like there are always two people who are kind of on the outs with each other but oh then God. work together to defeat this common purpose. And that's the whole same thing with the aunt and the niece. Ah. Oh. And, and it's they so didn't understand each other, but they needed to in order to survive. Oh,
1: that is perfect. I did not think of that. That is freaking awesome. Oh, my God. And not, like, typically, you know, oh, mother-daughter or sisters or cousins somehow. Um, <laughs> aunt, aunt and niece. Will aunt become and niece, yeah. Guardian and kid. So that is pretty damn awesome. I like that one. <laughs> um, but that's all I got for tropes. So what else you got?
0: <laughs> Why? What do you got?
1: I, I I got nothing except for just talking about Katie more as a final, final girl.
0: Katie, mm-hmm. as an iPad kid, <laughs> have you ever kid. seen, okay, have you ever seen the reels or TikToks of the iPad kids built different? No. You know... <laughs> What is this? She was, uh, Katie was, um, she mentioned screen time. The mom mentioned, like, she shouldn't be playing that on that. She's done with her screen time. And that's, like, a big thing for parenting nowadays is where, like, you have to limit the amount of time they spend looking at a screen. Otherwise, the emotions just aren't there socially with other human beings. Right. Right. There is a joke of Reels and TikToks and videos of iPad kids built different. Have you ever had a kid that had an iPad and you poke them or something and they throw a fucking tantrum? Oh, my God. Katie threw a tantrum. (gasps) You took Megan away. iPad kid, built different. She starts screaming and crying and she's my favorite and I don't care about you, human. I just want my iPad. I mean, Megan. Oh, my God. Dude, I saw one where it was a kid on an iPad and then someone like puts a toy on top of his arm or something, and he literally screams at to the top of his lungs, throws the toy, grabs the iPad, and walks away with, like, a mean-ass face, and then immediately, poof, normal face again, because he's back on his fucking iPad. Oh, my God. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, it was far, but it's supposed to be funny, because these kids are fucking weird as hell. <laughs> like, Oh, man, this is just sad. <sighs> so <laughs> I put, I just put, I think, a, a big, um part of the reason this story could exist is because of how attached kids are to their electronics nowadays. And I sound like a fucking old-ass geezer saying something like that. Hey, I'm on the kids same boat. Kids and their electronics, they just don't know how to make human connections anymore. But it's true. It's so it's true. Even the therapist said, like, you made this toy so real and so responsive that she's going to make an emotional connection to Megan that she that you can't untangle, that you can't break, that you don't have with her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So... So I think a big part of this story was that, um, I don't know that I was gonna say trope, but that's not what it is. Oh. Theme. That theme. Ah, is the okay. theme of these like a kid, and their electronic device, the touch of the world at their fingertips.
1: Oh my God! For real. They're gonna
0: They're gonna want it more than they want parents, especially when the parents are just nagging. Uh, Put right. the cup on the coaster.
1: Oh my God! That was That was a a constant the whole time i was like damn um but yeah i i can't help but wonder for the actors who played katie you know being a a young actor a a kid Mm -hmm. if because you know you have to understand your role at such a young age for for any kid for any actor in her case did she understand what she was doing so then given how young of an actress that she still is uh, I forgot her name Violet mm-hmm. Violet um, because you know as a young actor you have to know your role like you have to learn it you have to learn why you're acting the way that you are I mean I'd like to think she's understanding her role right as to why she's why she has to act out so rashly about not seeing Megan and I wonder if she understands I, what you explained, the technological aspect of how young people are these days with technology. I wonder if she's
0: the same way. I don't know. Maybe they didn't even have to explain it to her. Just like they took away your most favorite best friend. Like, Maybe, yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah.
1: But, I mean, regardless, she did a great job. She did a great job with her acting. I mean, as always. I mean, if you haven't seen... Uh, what was it, Haunting of Hill House that she's in? Mm-hmm. Haunting of Hill House, the black phone. Please, do us all favor. Watch that stuff. Watch this movie. <laughs> See how great she is. I'm, I'm not even kidding. And as a final girl, she, she's still got potential. She's growing. And she's, uh, she's being a fighter, too. And I think that if there were to be a sequel for this movie, she could probably, um, uh maybe, like, um strengthen up, like, techno- technology-wise, I think. I think she'll be able to put up a good fight if, in case Megan ever comes back. hmm So, I
0: mean it's, it's pretty cool. Well, Meg. Okay, yeah. So what else about her as a final girl? Um,
1: well, she has... Oh, I should go uh, with my rules. Um, She... Well, she does have the. Well, no sex drama, thank God. I mean, she's too young. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and she... Does her best to make use of her environment, um, at least when she was able to put up a fight. Um, true. So yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of goes along with her finding her her signature weapon so far being Bruce. Um, <laughs> Not The <laughs> screwdriver? The, well, the screwdriver. True. True. Yeah, I, I forgot about that part actually. It's a bit of slasher in her, isn't it? Like, oh, oh you stab- right. Stabbing into a computer brain,
0: like. <laughs> um, violent, but... Same, that's also the same deal with, like, they kind of showed us in the beginning, because when when Gemma is explaining Bruce, she's like, these are optic whatever bitches, and this is an olfactory whatever bitch, and then this is a something something. She's like, oh, so, like, it's brain. Uh, yeah. So she already knew.
1: She knew. She and had been
0: told, literally, how to defeat Megan. And also,
1: Gemma even told her beforehand, like, oh, I freak... I, I show you this stuff, like, I hope it doesn't
0: freak you out, and she's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't get freaked out. Which... Contributed to me saying that she's already fucked up. Oh, yeah. oh my god. So she's already she's already,
1: um what is it? Not not being like phased, you know, by mm-hmm. weird stuff and she also had a, a tragedy happen to her before all of this, losing her parents, you know, like a lot of final girls have. Not specifically losing her parents, just a, a tragedy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's already got a a few of those rules under her belt, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? To become a final girl, so do you
0: think she will be in the sequel, if there is one?
1: If there is one? Absolutely. There has to be. Like she has to be a, a final girl for that.
0: As in like everybody dies. As
1: in
0: <laughs> Yes. No. Maybe. It
1: depends, I guess. I I don't know how the sequel would go if there's gonna be like multiple Megans reappearing or or this time it's just Or now goes... they're just fighting every electronic device. <laughs> like like Transformers. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh man. Oh no, that would be like hopping out of another movie. Um, well we won't open I mean, that. They kind of already room. done that. <laughs> Freaking child's play. Uh, they let's not forget. Yeah, child's play did it first. We can't forget that. But I think in a way Megan was um she was more intellectual in a way with, you know, her actions. Chucky, he he started killing and and he would Suddenly just look at himself and be like, I, I, I don't understand. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm being like this. So,
0: confession, I've never really seen Chucky or any of the movies or any of it. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I think I watched Child's Play and I don't remember watching it all the way through anyway. Oh, yeah. So, so if that's a... I don't know. Why did he feel remorse? Did he feel remorse? Did he, Chucky feel remorse? What? I don't know about remorse. It was like...
1: I guess, confusion, guilt, mm. kind of. But that's
0: emotions that a computer can't have.
1: Right? That's what I was thinking, too. And then, and then at that point, he did kind of have that, that protection uh, sort of mindset uh, mm-hmm. to Andy in the movie. But it was more so an obsession. It wasn't like, oh, protecting him from harm. It was protecting him uh, so he could have him for himself. Uh, it was more like, "Oh, what are what are you doing with him? No, no, you need to go.
0: Like so, I'm gonna like, kill
1: you. Get away from him. I'm
0: gonna kill." So an extreme version of Woody when he's like, "Wow, Andy has a new play toy and I want to be the only one, so I'm gonna kill Buzz."
1: Pushes Buzz out the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it is kind of like that. <laughs> oh God, but yeah, it's it's not like he he gives himself a a smart reason for why he killed all these people, you know? And But Megan, she, she's, like, in a whole other world, man. She's just like, you guys don't see how this world is and why people are so harmful and why they deserve what they deserve. Mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck.
0: Do you know what it reminds me of a little bit?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Wally. Stop it, no. <laughs>
0: when the ship was trying not to let everybody know all this knowledge because the ship had all the knowledge... Oh my god. <laughs> but you know
1: what it also, you know, that being said, you know what it reminded me of? How she reminded would remind me of Wally? <laughs> she was standing <laughs> next to the home security thing. That oh, yeah. that little Google Home thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Standing next to it, it looked like little Eve just turning
0: its head. Directive. <laughs> like it was just like, oh my Directive. god. <laughs> Wally. <laughs> so then No, nothing, I'm just... I don't
1: know if you had anything else, but, um, but, yeah, I, because James Wan, you know, was involved in this, and he was a producer in this, so, I mean, he had to have had, like, a lot of, um...
0: I don't know, there's, like, seven producers written on here. That, that is true. Oh, I don't even know what producers do. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven producers. Oh, Jesus. I don't, I don't understand what they do. There's executive producers, regular producers, line producers. Oh, James Wan is a writer too. So, so that makes sense then. Where?
1: Um, I saw it on the previous page. Oh, there you
0: go. And Cooper, Alika Cooper, Alica. Ak Akila. A- 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 <laughs> 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 oh, wrote *Malignant*. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. So, you know, James Wan, like I've said, he always tries to bring something new to the table, and, you know, good or bad, whatever people think, he once again did bring something new, (coughs) even with all of the alive tropes. And this is probably, well, aside from Saw, this is, like, the most slasher that he's done since Saw. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. I always admire that, that he always brings something new. And I will always admire his work. So, you know, I like this movie, and I would see it again.
0: I would watch it again, but I don't, I'm not going to go as far to say that I, like, loved it. Yeah. Because I didn't. Yeah. But. I <laughs> but, yeah, I'd totally watch it again, especially because, you know me, I like to look at symbolism and everything, so.
1: Oh, for sure. And I think with a movie like this, because they throw a lot of technology stuff in your face, like, there's probably more beyond that that we could be able to find. Um, but, Yeah. Um, So, I mean, you guys, hopefully we didn't spoil anything for you. Hopefully you have seen the movie in theaters already. Um, And if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on our Twitter page at Convos Room. It'll be titled Cutting Room Convos Podcast. Same for our Facebook page and our Instagram page. Go ahead and follow us on all platforms. And we will talk to you guys next time. TTYL. Bye-bye. I'm Yasmin. I'm Jenny. And I'll be
0: right back. Stop. <laughs> Cutting Room Combos was recorded at our home studio. All opinions are our own, and we do not represent any companies mentioned. This episode was on Megan, the 2023 film. Directed by some guy named Gerard, Gerard Johnstone. Don't forget to follow us on all social media. Hope you enjoyed. Bye. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was Sorry, short. I was like I could have sworn there was more people, but you're right. It, it was pretty short, for and this we kept one. our development team for the next movie, right? Mm, correct. <laughs>